Hi, this is Haley Chura. You usually hear me every Thursday co-hosting the Iron Woman podcast with Alyssa Gadeski. Current times are anything but usual, and I have a lot of questions. So I created Iron Woman podcast mini episodes. I ask women who are endurance athletes and experts in their fields to help me and hopefully help you too by answering a few questions in 15 minutes or less. Thanks for listening. And this mini episode of the Iron Woman podcast has a companion YouTube video. If you prefer visual demonstrations and actually seeing today's guests and myself, head over to YouTube, search for the Live Feisty Media channel, and it should pop right up. If podcasts are more your thing, keep listening. Today I'm joined by a previous guest on the podcast, Abby Fish. Abby is the founder and owner of Swim Like a Fish Virtual Swim Coaching. And while she is very familiar with online coaching, like most of us, with all the pool closures, Abby has had to modify her workouts and move them onto dry land. In my previous at-home swim fitness video, elite coaches Stephanie Yunker and Sarah Harrington gave us some tips on stretch cords and planks. Today, Abby expands on those exercises with three new ones, and luckily she offered to demonstrate this time. As always, thank you to the sponsors of the Iron Women podcast, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, and Form Swim Goggles, as well as the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com. Enjoy my conversation with Abby Fish. Hi, Abby. Welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. We, we talked to you, I think, last December, which feels like seven years ago now. So some of our listeners and our viewers, our audience might be pretty familiar with you, but can you give us a little refresher on your name, where you are, and your background uh, professionally and athletically? Yeah, so uh, my name is Abby Fish, for anyone who I've not met. Um, I'm the owner and basically uh, operator of my own business called Swim Like a Fish, which is a pun on my own name. Um, I'm a virtual swim coach. So my goal is to help people through the likes of the internet get faster at swimming. Most of that is direction has done is done through swimming stroke technique. So I know Haley through the grapevine of Georgia swimming alumni. Um, we didn't swim together per se, but there's a very vast alumni network for UGA women swimming. Um, so I've connected with a lot of other people from different classes and that's how we kind of came about. As far as my own professional career or swimming career, I've retired. Um, I still do work out for a general fitness. Uh, I dabbled. By dabbled, it was a very short dabbling in the triathlon world. Um, but in general, I'm just a big fan of staying healthy and active. Um, so just to have a good long life. 
So as a virtual swim coach, you're no stranger to communicating via technology. But what's different about right now is that mm-hmm. most every pool worldwide is closed. So that changes what you do a little bit, changes what all of us do a little bit. So we wanted to ask you about a couple exercises that swimmers, especially triathletes, can be doing at home in place of swimming right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I came up with three different exercises, and I know that there's a lot of coaches out there that are trying to figure out, you know, if it's a triathlon coach or if it's a swim coach, like what to do when swimmers don't have pools. And um, there's a lot of stretch cords exercises. There's a lot of people talking about planks, and I mean, all those things are I'm not diminishing them whatsoever. But for me, it's like, well, how do you keep it interesting? Because at the end of the day you're doing a plank every day and you're not really sure when the pool is going to open. It's just kind of hard to stay motivated. So I came up with three different exercises that are just modifications of maybe regular dry land exercises, but they just mimic more of the swimming strokes just to keep it exciting and fun. Um, And that's what I was bringing to you guys today. Well, we are thankful that you have some creative uh, juices going, I guess, and and uh, can mix it up between our Instagram push-up challenges that I think a lot of people have been doing. We need some we need some new exercises. So Abby yeah. was kind enough to record herself demonstrating a few of these exercises, and we are going to go to those videos right now. So the very first movement we're going to do is essentially a modified a modified flutter kick. So in general, I'm sure a lot of you guys have done flutter kicks before as an ab exercise, but what I've been trying to do is correlate what I'm doing on land as close as I can to movements that I would do in the water. And with water being a resistance-based exercise, you need to have some little weights to be able to do this exercise well. You don't want a lot of weight. I have two and three pound weights that I use during this flutter kick exercise just because you don't need a 20 pound dumbbell as you're going through this range of motion. So what you're gonna do is grab your little weights. Once you have them, you're gonna hold them in your hands like you would any other dumbbells. You're gonna lay back and you're gonna flutter kick regularly. So when you flutter kick, let's think about pointing your toes like we do with swimming. Let's lay our head back and we're gonna take one hand up over our head as we switch with the opposite hands. We're going forward and backwards through our backstroke recovery as we are flutter kicking. This causes resistance just like we would feel in the water on our arms, along with keeping those legs engaged, pointing the toes and activating the core, holding great body alignment as you're doing it. So the next swimming specific exercise we're going to do is basically a Superman with an added inner kick. So when you're swimming breaststroke, you're tilting your hips back and forth. You're creating a wave-like motion with the body and the hips are your axes. So we're going to do that same thing just outside the pool. So you're going to lay down like you're going to do supermans or back extensions. And from there, a regular superman would just be raising your body up. But instead of just letting the legs float up and raising your hands up like a regular superman, We're gonna raise up like we would for breaststroke and bring the heels in at the same time. So when you're swimming breaststroke, this is your setup position where you take the breath and then from there you snap the feet around and you drop the head down into your flat laying position. So it's an up and down, up and down, up and down. You'll feel a really nice um, strengthening uh, kind of feeling in your lower back along with activating your glutes and your hamstrings as you're going through your breaststroke kick. This is also a great exercise for people who may not set up well with their toes angled outside of your body. I've always found that it's easier to do something on land first before asking someone to do it 
better in the water. So if you're not sure what your toes look like in your breaststroke kick, you should record a video of yourself doing this exercise and seeing and see how your toes are angled out. And if one foot's angled up maybe a little bit further than the other, maybe that's why you're having some issues in your technique. The last exercise that we're gonna talk about is a tricep dip. So when you're swimming freestyle, especially during your triathlons, the very last part of the freestyle pole, so I like to basically consider it the second half where you're from a 90 degree bend in your elbow to pointing it totally straight before you go into your recovery, is the primary generator of speed, any propulsion in the stroke. So when you're doing this motion, that motion is the same thing as a tricep extension that you do at the gym. Tricep extensions can be done in a lot of different ways. The easiest ways I've found is by using something that's slightly elevated. Um, so I'm used to using the side of my couch. When you're doing tricep extensions, you can make them easier by bringing your feet in closer towards your body, or you can make them harder by walking your feet out to a 90 degree bend or even out to straight legs. It's your choice depending on how hard you want to work today. So I'm gonna show you what it looks like with just a 90 degree bend in your knees to start, going down to a 90 degree bend in your elbows, back up to standing. I would start when you're doing tricep extensions on land um, with not a ton of reps. Your tricep muscle itself is not that large, so it can get taxed very easily. I would start with like six to eight reps, maybe two or three rounds of that, doing it three times a week. And as you build up the strength, kind of go through maybe a little bit of soreness in between over a couple weeks, I would then bump it up to eight to 10 and then 10 to 12. But once again, when you think about all the revolutions you're doing at a swim practice, every time you're going through a full freestyle stroke, that's one tricep extension. So if you're only doing six on land, it's still not quite correlated to what you're doing in the water. So you wanna up those reps, but you don't wanna do it too quickly because obviously it's still a different motion um, holding more of your body weight than what you would be doing when you're in the water. Okay, Abby, what we saw you doing, the flutter kick, the back extension, and the tricep dip exercises, if our audience wanted to give these a try, and assuming they are beginners and not familiar with these exercises, how many reps and what kind of progression would you recommend? Yeah, so all three of these exercises are a little different. Um, at the very end of that tricep extension video, I did talk about from a prescription standpoint, that one specifically. Um, but if you look at the tricep versus the first two, the first two are more kind of an endurance based exercise. So with that, you can up the reps, you can up the ante and start at a higher baseline level than you would for the tricep dips, which is primarily body weight. And you would want to start um, with just a lower rep scheme. So if you can do flutter kicks right now, so say you do flutter kicks, you do abs and they're involved in your workout. And you can do them for a solid maybe 30, 45 seconds. That's where I would start when you add in the weight. I wouldn't start going for a minute, two minutes, et cetera, um, until you're very um, kind of clean and comfortable with feeling, you know, 30 seconds straight flutter kicking. And then from there, you add in the extra two to three pounds on top for the arms. And it'll just give you a little bit of an extra challenge. Um, if you're doing it for 30 seconds, I would say you can do it two to three times. Um, Give yourself some rest in between. Uh, if you're not super familiar with flutter kicks or doing them on land, you're going to feel your abs firing, uh, which is a good thing. But once again, we don't want you waking up two days later, barely able to walk because your abs are so tired from your flutter kicking that it's like diminished your ability to continue to train. 
As far as the back extensions are concerned, once again, you can up the ante on that. There's no weights involved in that one. Um, and you can keep your posterior chain very, very strong um, with going through 30 or 40 of those at one time. I would not go to 100, 200. Like you don't need a crazy rep scheme, but you could think about if you swim breaststroke at practice, how many strokes do you think you take for a 50? And so say maybe you want to do 450s breaststroke. Maybe that's, you know, four times 25 breaststroke kicks and you take a little bit of rest in between. And right there, you can correlate that right to what would be like a swimming workout. And as I talked about in the tricep extensions, I would start with a really low rep, sque rep scheme. I'd say somewhere between like six to eight reps, two to three times. And then once you're feeling pretty good and kind of work through any sort of uh, um, general like soreness from the first couple weeks of doing that, you can up the ante and go to 10 to 12, 12 to 14, et cetera. So a lot of us do enjoy doing these exercises on our own at home when we have a few free minutes, but a lot of us are still kind of craving that community aspect that we got from our master's swim group or just chatting with friends at the pool. I believe you are actually running structured dry land workouts for free every single day. How can our mm -hmm. viewers, our listeners, our audience access those workouts? Yeah, so I'm doing just basically a free workout. It is entirely free. Um, all you have to do is sign up, uh, and the website is freedrylandclass.gr8.com, and it'll show you everything that we're doing. It also gives you a free sample workout, so you can kind of see like what exactly it looks like, how it sounds, etc. Um, and with that, once you sign up, you get sent the link to be able to watch those workouts live. So you have your choice of tuning in with me live, or you can do them on a replay. Um, so it's your choice, but I run them every day, uh, at one 30, I literally just finished one and then hopped on the phone with you, but, uh, it's fun. You're meeting, I'm meeting people that I have never met before. And then other people, which I thought is pretty cool, like younger swimmers or meeting other age group swimmers that are just around the world that everybody's dealing with the same thing. And so it's kind of like creating even a like more community feel when everyone's feeling very, very isolated. Um, so it's super cool. I'm excited to get on there every day and see who's tuning in and who's ready to work out and who, uh, who beat me in the workout that day. Cause a lot of times I get beat. Huh. What does that mean? That they're able to like hold a plank longer than you? Well today, like for example, the workout was like a set of 30. Um, so it was like 30 squats, 30 burpees, 30 second plank hold. Then we did 20 squats, 20 burpees, 20 second plank hold, and then 10, 10, 10. And it was four times. So everybody did it four time. And then we write into the chat who did what. And I was struggling today. And I was like, I could already tell before I went into my last set of burpees, someone had already typed into the chat. So I was like, Ooh, I'm getting beat. <laughs> I love that you are doing the workouts alongside all the athletes. Mm -hmm. How long, you say they start at 1.30 Eastern time. How mm -hmm. long is the total duration of the workout? I originally marketed them as like 30 minutes, but then when I realized the amount of like instruction that needs to happen, cause like, I can't guarantee for sure that you're on there every day or your foundation level is as good as, you know, so-and-so. So, uh, it was really like, took me like 15 minutes away from like the warm up, mobility stuff and instruction. So I was like, it's really not worth a workout if you're only getting like 10 minutes. So they're pushing about 45 minutes and then Saturdays sometimes can get a little bit longer, but people always have the option. Like they do stop at some point. It's like, okay, 
check. If you want the best bang for your buck right now, stay tuned. But if you want to go, I understand too. Everyone had, they have a Zoom call. They got to get back on there. They're like, oh, I got to put my like jacket back on and <laughs> to my conference call. But this is a great opportunity for all of our audience, triathletes. It sounds like any level of swimmer can participate. So thank you for putting these out there. And thank you for sharing a few exercises with us that we can add into our, our swim at home routine. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for reaching out. And I'm always glad to help you guys out. Thanks again to Abby Fish for being my guest on the show today and showing us three more exercises we can be doing to maintain some swim fitness from the comfort of our own homes. Thanks to all of you for listening and happy at home swimming to all of us. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, like, and comment on iTunes. My favorite podcast hosts are Alyssa Gadeski and Haley Chura. My favorite editor is Aaron Hamilton. The Iron Women podcast is a live feisty media production.